Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, who's Advocate Boyce Mkise, who's the Chief Ombud at the Community Schemes Ombud Services. Thank you very much for joining us, Advocate Mkise. Good evening. Good evening, Sister, uh, and good evening to the listeners out there. So could you please tell us about uh, the launch of uh, your service charter for community schemes? What does it um, entail? Well, thank you very much for having us on the show um, this evening. Um, the uh, Community Schemes Ombud Service um, was established uh, through an act of parliament uh, some time back, 2011. Uh, it came to be into operation around 2013 or so. Um, and essentially, the mandate is to actually um, provide an alternative dispute resolution mechanism um, to residents that live um, in uh, homeowners associations and the schemes and the body corporates, um, essentially what is referred to as gated communities. Um, and what we have been doing is to provide that service in terms of resolving the disputes that get lodged with us. Um, but obviously in the past, uh, we have encountered problems of capacity, um, some tardiness, etc., which um, has militated against a service that could be regarded as efficient. Um, and so we decided to embark on a journey where we would actually prioritize um, our customers um, by expediting the resolution of their disputes and hence the launch of the service charter um, in the last month, which um, uh, commits us um, to new standards of quality, new standards of um, resolving the disputes uh, in as much in as short as possible as possible time. Um, so that's that's the essence of the service charter. It's our uh, service pledge and commitment uh, to our stakeholders. Now, what sort of disputes do you usually handle, especially those that are very common? Well, the, the, the disputes are varied um, in nature and complexity and character. Um, but largely, the disputes would relate to, I mean, the common ones would relate to, you know, non-payment of levies, um, area levies, as it were. Um, there will be disputes around uh, issues of pets, um, the issues around the parking spaces, um, the issues around uh, access to information, governance, um, financial information, and, uh, you know, issues around parking, the usage. Uh, of common uh, properties, um, the issue of the rules and their applicability and the AGMs, etc. Um, so that's uh, pretty much the range of the disputes that uh, we get to deal with uh, from time to time. And would the disputes um, also include the body corporates or would it directly be either the leasee or the leasor that comes and uh, launch, launches a dispute with you? Yes, they generally include uh, your body corporates or homeowners associations. Um, and we, in fact, uh, have to try and resolve the disputes. It will be your residence, um, and that might have um, an, an issue uh, with the body corporate itself. 
and uh, they would lodge a dispute, you know, in relation to that. And uh, we have to get in to resolve that dispute. Mm. You know, I've heard a lot of stories, Advocate Nkise, uh, especially around uh, communities that are gated and uh, communities that have bought um, homeowners associations. And they vary. I mean, some will say, no, we no longer desire to have um, a particular resident, even if they own the property within our community, because it's either they have too many, um, you know, gatherings, um, you know, and, 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 the traditional rites and ceremonies and because it's noisy because it's busy they no longer want it to happen as a matter of fact someone who's quite prominent um and had had a tv show was kicked out of her community because of the sort of ceremonies she had are these disputes that you'll be able to um you know handle and also win on behalf of the person who's just conducting their traditional rites yeah, I mean, that, that's typically what uh, could be part of um, dispute regime, the regime that we deal with. Um, uh, obviously, it basically depends on the issue of the body corporate rules uh, in terms of whether such kind of activities are, in fact, permissible, and if so, to a degree. Um, there's always an issue of uh, rights. Uh, but uh, the corollary to that is the issue of the limitations of the rights as well. On the other side, um, the extent to which your enjoyment um, impinges the freedom of your neighbor um, then becomes a consideration. I mean, even in terms of the constitution of the country, um, there is a recognition that rights may be limited uh, in certain circumstances uh, which are justifiable and reasonable. Um, and so we look into whether or not, you know, the rules regime, in fact, uh, creates a sufficient and an adequate balance uh, between the exercise of the freedom of individuals that are members of the uh, scheme, vis-a-vis um, -vis the challenge that perhaps may come about as a result of the excessive enjoyment of that particular right and the extent to which it may impinge the freedom of others. Um, so these are the kind of uh, complexities um, and balancing acts that we have to navigate. A-teamers, uh, please uh, join in on our conversation with uh, Advocate Boyce Mkiza, who's the Chief Ombud at the Community Schemes Ombud Service, who has just launched a service charter for community schemes. Perhaps you've had a dispute or you're about to go into a dispute um, with your landlord or you as the landlord with the leasee, or perhaps even the Homeowners Association is not coming to book when it comes uh, to the particular establishment that you live in. Any questions you've got, call in on 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp 614 And remember, SMSs go to 41391. Advocate Mkise, in terms of, uh, um, you know, issues around deposits, refunds of deposits, especially for those who have leased property from a landlord, how common are these? Um, we, we haven't really had much of those uh, um, in terms of the distance around the, the refund issues um, situation. Um, the, um, the, the, the issues around, you know, the, the lease arrangements 
and the refunds in, in relation to the deposit, um, they largely uh, uh, occur in the context of uh, the uh, the sea and the lessor. Um, and sometimes there is also an engagement of an agent um, who basically manages that particular relationship. And uh, in a sense, uh, the dispute issues around uh, the refund would revolve around the Lissi and the Lasso. Um, in that instance, um, it is a matter that uh, would uh, hardly find its way to the CISOs uh, based on our mandate. Um, and if it involves a managing agent, uh, rather a, an estate agent who uh, facilitates the deal, um, then the uh, EAAB, which is the Estate Agency Affairs Board, uh, would then be involved in relation to the conduct of the um, uh, estate agent. We are aware that there's been a lot of complaints. I mean, probably the disputes that come to your office are thousands and thousands of disputes. But uh, this has caused a big backlog for you um, as CSOS. Tell us how are you resolving and uh, piling through this particular backlog? Well, we, we've, we've actually um, made huge strides in um, whittling down and uh, clearing the backlog um, that we've had, you know, accumulate over the years. Um, in fact, I'm happy to announce that um, as at the end of uh, this year, we will be completely clear of the backlog um, and we will uh, be continuing to focus on the matters that um, have been coming through during the course of this year. Um, we have also set a standard for ourselves to actually resolve uh, the matters within the period of 90 days. Um, we currently are sitting, I mean, we're coming from over 2,000 matters in terms of the backlog, just to keep the sense. And um, currently we are sitting at uh, less than uh, 400 matters that are to be cleared, in fact, between this week and uh, the next three to four weeks. Um, and that will read us of the backlog that uh, we've always had. We've um, increased capacity. We've uh, revamped our processes. We've re-engineered um, our directives. And we are, in fact, uh, also enhancing capacity with regards to um, adjudicators and conciliators that help us to actually deal with these matters uh, more speedily and more efficiently. That's excellent. Let me go to the lines. I've got A.T. Mandando. Good evening, Mandando. Good evening. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, hi to everyone. May I kindly find out, uh, a long-standing issue has always been where you've got children that have to go out and play and then you've got somebody that has to rest because they have to go to uh, work or study, etc. And these times clash due to different schedules. What is the, if any, if if anything at all, uh, does SOS possibly have anything up their sleeves, so to speak, with regards to assisting shared community schemes with uh, disputes such as that one? Because it's very, it seems there are many overlaps. Thank you very much. 
Thank you very much, Ndando. Before you respond, uh, Advocate Nkiza, Ndando is touching at a nerve that I think a lot of people who live in uh, complexes cry about. And, uh, you know, as a mother, <laughs> this one is one that makes me feel that sometimes tolerance is something we don't have, but we understood when we went into these properties. But is there a way to handle those disputes? Sure or not sure, and after all. Um, I'm not sure if I, I, I got to understand the question quite well, but I, it seems to, to be relating to issues of access um, to, to the estate. Am I right? Let Dando elaborate more. Dando? Yes. Uh, am I clear? Can, can, yes, we can hear I you. Audible? Go ahead. Yeah, you're okay. audible. Sorry, Chief. Uh, may I... May I uh, elaborate further our... so Advocate Mkiza yes. understands what you're saying. Yes. So let's make an example. Uh, I live on the first floor and... My neighbor lives downstairs, which has a ground floor. Now, let's say I work from home, and as far as I feel, uh, I need to be able to be up when I'm up and go to bed when I have to go to bed. Now it's 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and the children arrive downstairs. They live downstairs. I live on the first floor. Now, whilst the children are playing in their yard, which is supposedly rightfully so, it's well within their right to do so, but the noise that they cause, becomes a disturbance to my being able to find either peace of mind, rest, or whatever the reasoning I may have. Now, the question is, this is a dispute that I would suspect that has probably frequented your records or your, or your, or your applications by way of, or your hearings, by way of, as uh, it's been said, that mothers will find that that maybe I would be unreasonable to come and ask the children to keep quiet, but vice versa, it could be said so. So I'm asking as a result, is there any, has CSOS looked at this particular point with any kind of uh, way of, not maybe resolving it, but providing us with some kind of way out of it? Because I think, like I say, it's difficult to go to the neighbor and say, keep your child quiet. Equally, they, they cannot say, keep your child inside and don't let the child go out. So how do we approach that one as far as CSS is concerned and how you can help us with that uh, possibly? I hope that clears the, the, the point. Advocate Mkiza, you can come in. Yes. Um, look, those kind of complaints would come uh, uh, more from the point of, uh, you know, not adhering to the rules with regards to noise level. Um, now, the um, uh, issue or the test essentially would be the extent to which the rules of the estate, in fact, uh, govern issues of noise um, and how those ought to be managed uh, in terms of the levels, etc. Um, some estates, in fact, have got rules that will basically say no loud music, uh, no uh, rowdy behaviors, you know, that kind of thing. Um, now, if that um, tends to happen to a point which uh, becomes, uh, you know, a persistent occurrence, um, obviously it may lend itself into a situation where um, it requires an intervention, um, either from the body corporate itself or an entity such as ourselves. Um, if it fails, you know, resolution within, uh, you know, thing. But we do always encourage that uh, the uh, people that live within the estate should actually try and attempt uh, to resolve the dispute themselves 
uh, failing which with the body corporates um, and you know if all of those processes prove to be a failure then uh, we get to be involved in terms of uh, first conciliating the dispute and if that fails we then have to issue what we call an adjudication order uh, which is in fact a binding order uh, on the parties that are affected uh, so it is a matter that um, uh, does arise uh, from a point of view of a violation of rules in terms of the noise levels, etc. Um, and, you know, whether it's children that cause it or adults, um, it's really, it really is not an issue. Uh, the issue is the extent to which um, that kind of behavior or conduct uh, militates against the applicable frameworks in the estate. Before we close, uh, Ndando, I hope uh, this uh, has uh, satisfied you, this response from Advocate Nkise. I think I, I think for the sake of time and to respect uh, the, 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 the point of uh, the chicks being on the line, I think I'll accept his response as uh, sufficient. But maybe I can just say thank you for the effort that they are making and hopefully we will have easy lines of engaging with them to make them aware and advise them on issues on the ground. Because sometimes I think if they can be more intimately connected to the issues that are happening on the ground, who knows, maybe they could strategize with us better to lessen the amount of actual issues that actually arrive at uh, the ombudsman, and then we can maybe have a better relationship. Otherwise, we are uh, appreciative of the effort that they are making. And thank you to SAFM. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ndando. Advocate Nkiza, here's a question here from uh, our SML WhatsApp line. Do sectional schemes have to be registered with the uh, CSOS? Uh, if a body corpse choose not to register, what are the consequences? Well, that's a matter that uh, uh, is uh, kind of gray uh, currently due to some gaps in our legislative framework. However, the Act requires that every scheme um, has to register with the CSOS, um, you know, from the inception of the thing, and that levies, uh, in fact, um, get to be paid by, by those schemes. What the framework has been a bit quiet or silent on is the issue of consequences um, in case of failure. We are, in fact, in the process of revising our legislative framework uh, to make provision for fines and for other uh, consequences in this regard um, that uh, could be enforceable, you know, through uh, some court processes, etc. Thank you so very much for joining us, Advocate Mkise. Is there a contact number that uh, our A-teamers can be able to contact the Ombud at the Community Schemes Ombud Service? Um, yes, there is. Um, if uh, perhaps they could use or get into our website, our website's address would be www.cisos.org.org.za. Um, that's our website, and therein uh, there will be our details. In terms of the telephone number, it is uh, uh, 010593. 0533 010-593-0533. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time and good luck with dealing with the backlog. Uh, thank you, Sister, and thank you to the listeners and uh, all those that participated. We appreciate the opportunity.
it is uh, 18 minutes. It's, uh, it's what now? 21 minutes before 11 but we are still going to go into our educational conversation we are going to be joined by dr mabandra and talking about the issues of a pass rate in high school 